Welcome back to Top 5, brought to you by Define Talent, a Define Logic service. We are a results-driven service working with clients to connect them with quality talent as well as working to make an impact within the recruiting industry. We talk straight about today's professional world with real-world professionals, experts in recruitment, job seekers, and business owners alike. Have a question for us? Send it in and you might spur our next conversation. I'm Tara Thurber, Director of Talent Innovation, and joining me today to discuss top five tips on redefining and managing the new nine to five workday is our very own talent partner, Ellie Bright. Hey, Ellie, how are you today? I'm good. Excited to be here and uh, recording. And welcome to 2022. Very excited to kick this year off with you. Yeah, excited is, I feel like, an understatement. I feel like we're finally getting things going here. So, Ellie, you know, starting this new year off with a big bang and companies hiring, candidates looking, you know, in today's post-pandemic America, the traditional nine-to-five workday is really no longer the golden standard. Um, You know, I feel like this pandemic has prompted a great reset causing workers to reevaluate their career goals and expectations, especially, you know, kicking off 2022. Um, And organizations I'm finding too are reimagining the workday and they're seeing higher employee retention rates and higher employee satisfaction. Um, As a recruiter, what are you hearing nowadays from candidates regarding workday expectations and work-life balance? Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny. Uh, we, we're saying post-pandemic America, but really still still in the middle of it. Yeah. But, um, I feel like from a recruiter perspective and just the conversations that I've been having, I think the the nice thing is that a lot of our candidates are still um are still wanting to go into the office and still yeah. be a part of, uh, of the company culture and building the the environment that they want to work in. Um, and I do think that they're there is this kind of excitement to to go back into the office, but I do think in the back of their minds is is that we don't want to go back to the way things were before. Yeah, um, and being just so stuck in the nine to five, being stuck in the office, being stuck in the cubicle. I think that one of the big words that I've I've heard a lot is just flexibility. Um, I, I want the flexibility to be able to go pick up my kids from school, or I want the flexibility to go to a doctor's appointment if I need to, or the flexibility to be in my pajamas <laughs> if, if necessary. So um, I do feel like that's the biggest word that comes to mind. But yeah, I, I think people are just not fearful, but but hopeful that it doesn't go back to, to the way it was of being required to be in the office constantly and, yeah. and without, um, without any, I guess, shakeup of the scenery. So yeah, that's been my, my biggest feedback from, from candidates that I'm working with. Awesome. And then, you know, thinking about it a little bit deeper, um, going into an office nine to five, you know, for some companies, what would you think are implications of creating this flexibility, um, customizing schedules or giving more control to their employees over their schedules? Yeah, I feel like the outcome of that is just like more company buy-in. Yeah. People are going to feel that their company is taking care of them and cares about their personal life outside of just their their career. Um, I think like being able to 
to make your own schedule and to make your own time will, will make people more excited to come in to the mm-hmm. office. It's, it's not like a, Oh, I have to come into the office. It's a, I get to go into the office and, and see my, my coworkers and my friends and, and kind of collaborate with them. Um, so I do feel like there's kind of that, um, almost like pride and, and I don't want to say nationalism, but, um, almost like, yeah, buy into, to the organization and understanding that the company doesn't just care about the work that they're doing, but cares about their needs and, and, and their wants as well. Um, so I do think that that could be an interesting implication, so to speak of kind of this flexible schedule or customizable schedule. And aside from a flexible or customized schedule, you know, looking at this too, for the organizations, how can that be balanced effectively so that it meets the needs and desires of both the organization and the employees? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just about understanding like your role and what needs to be done from day to day. And are you completing that? And are you, are you performing and are you showing up? Um, and again, I think that goes back to the buy-in portion. It's like, if you, if you know that, that you can take an hour out of your day to, to go to a doctor's appointment or go on a bike ride or pick up your kids, it's like, once I get home, I know that this is what I need to do to feel successful in my job and to, to get the job done for the day. Um, so I might work an extra hour after we eat dinner or whatever that may be. So I think it's just accountability is also the important word in addition to flexibility, just knowing that, um, you know, to be a good employee and to feel good in your career, like you do have to, to still maintain these, um, metrics or these numbers or whatever you may be holding yourself accountable to within the workday. But, um, I think accountability is, is the word there that, that comes to mind. I love that. And I, you know, kind of going back a little bit, it's, it's also organizations need to ask their employees what would help them to become more balanced. I feel that if organizations were to, you know, even if they send out some sort of a survey, you know, just to get to know their employees a little bit deeper and what they're facing that might be able, that might open up those doors even more for new ideas, so to speak, on how to not stick with that nine to five, how to find that flexibility and get creative for not just the mass over overall, but Mm -hmm. to individualize it. And, you know, in return, I feel like that's building even more of an understanding between an organization and an employee, right? I agree. And I think something that, that you just brought back to my mind from my last role, my manager and I sat down and said, Hey, what, when I close my laptop at the end of the day, what is going to make me know that, that I was successful for that day. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, you know, again, even if it's not metrics or numbers that you follow, like what is going to make you feel successful and make you feel like like you deserve to close the laptop and that you did good and that people are going to pat you on the back. And I think it's just understanding how, again, from a personal level, as well as a work level, like mm-hmm. what, what did you do today that you felt strongly about or confident in? And I think that that is a really unique piece of kind of the work from home environment. Again, it's like, nobody's there 
to hear you set a cold call or to see the wonderful dashboard you built or whatever that may be. So it's like, how can you, at the end of the day, close your laptop and know that you, you did the best that you could. Um, so yeah, that's something that I, I really took away from, from that conversation from yeah. with, with the person that was managing me. And, um, yeah, I really liked that. I think too, even with, you know, so many, I mean, working from home, it's been a combination of your personal and your work life that are all one now. And so by being able to see that and understand that, knowing that it's not just a nine to five, you work, you leave, you go home. It's more broad than that nowadays. So you're right with what you've just kind of gone over. You're definitely right. And employees want to know at the end of the day that they've, they've made a difference or they've made an impact or they've, Mm -hmm. you know, done their, uh, in air quotes, done their job for the day, you know, cause I, I think some people like to shut down at certain times and people should shut down at certain times and log off at certain times, as long as they're all of their responsibilities are met for the day. So I think you really cut, you, you really kind of got onto a couple key pointers of, of accountability and flexibility. And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy because that's, those are two of the, the biggest important factors I feel that I've been hearing when speaking to candidates that are, you know, that are just not happy because perhaps those organizations are expecting them to go back to that nine to five, whereas yeah. other organizations are getting more, transformative, you know, changing a little bit to go with the needs of keeping quality employees happy and engaged while they're at work or doing their work. I think one of the things that that we've talked about in depth over over the last couple of months is yeah. just how COVID has has not just we're not just employees, but but we're people and we're humans. Yeah. And you know, before we even pressed record on this. I was like, what if the cats come in and meow or what if the kids come running up the stairs? And I think that has just, it's changed. You know, we're not just an organization and an employee, but we're a person and we're, we all have lives that, um, that are crazy and ever changing and, um, you know, a little bit nuts, but I think that kind of goes into the next question of like, how can organi- organizations effectively balance the needs and desires of both the organization and the employees? And I think it's, I think it's just through those conversations of here's what's going on in my life and, and being yeah. empathetic and being understanding and, and knowing the person that, that works with you or that you're always on the call with and what's going on in their life. And, and maybe that's, you know, at some point the HR blur, but you know, <laughs> the same, it's knowing the people that are around you and, yeah. and, and how to take care of them as employees and as people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, just building that relationship and that accountability and, and knowing that if that person needs to take off time to take care of something that, that they'll get their job done in the hours that they are working. Um, so yeah, I think it's all about that, that partnership and that relationship that you're building in the office that allows for, for that flexibility and that, 
you know, that care with yeah. an employee and, and an organization. I love it. And with that being said too, what do you think right now are the biggest pros and cons organizations are facing while making these changes or adapting to this, you know, so-called new way of working? I mean, again, I think the, the pro is that people are, are coming back in and they're, they are excited to see, you know, the people next to them. I, I do think the con is, is that we are still battling COVID from, mm-hmm. you know, from whether it's a new variant or somebody gets out sick. So I do think that there's still kind of that fear that, you know, somebody getting sick is right around the corner, but, yeah. um, or, or even that, you know, we're coming into the office now, but in two months, what's going to happen if another variant comes out. So I think kind of that uncertainty is, is maybe one of the cons that we're still facing, but again, the, the pros are that, you know, you're meeting people that you've been on zoom calls with for the last six months that maybe you've never met in person and and building those relationships, um, to be even tighter. I would say maybe another con is financially having to support someone's home and in office office (laughs) space. Um, I know that that that's gotta be a little challenging too, but I mean, I, I do ultimately feel like there is a right way to do this and to kind of have that structure in place for return to office and for that flexibility. And there's a right way and there's definitely going to be a wrong way to do that. (laughs) And and it's all, it's all in the buy-in and the, I guess the relationships that you're building with your people. Yeah. Buy-in was the big one that I was just thinking, you know, it's asking, asking your employees, you know, so many companies transition to be virtual, you know, that were never virtual. And there was lots of cons that happened from that. But I believe that there was such a big silver lining of pros that came from that adapting to that change. So now it's just taking taking it a step further for your employees, um, making sure that there is that quality of life, and but also making sure boundaries are set. Because I also feel that you've lost the nine to five while working from home. I mean, you're, you've got employees that'll roll out of bed at 8 a.m. and start working. And because they're working from home, I, I know a, a lot of employees are finding that they're working longer hours. And so I think, again, it's that happy medium. It's that ebb and flow that as an employer, you need to put your finger on the pulse of your employees and figure out, okay, So we all want to be successful here, right? We want to be successful and grow. Let's adapt together instead of it being one decision and that's the end all be all. I think it's more opening the floor and getting that buy-in from your employees, learning what would help them to show up and be better employees while kind of managing this new, not nine to five work day. Right. And I, I completely agree. I think that has been probably one of the hardest things as an employee is like looking at my email at eight o'clock and being like, okay, I know my laptop's in the next room and I could take care of this, but like, I don't need to, it's 8 PM. 
and yeah. that can wait till tomorrow. I think that yeah. has, has been a really difficult thing to, to balance and to understand is like, yes, there is such thing as me time still. And I can close the laptop, unplug and, and, you know, be present. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that that's something <laughs> that I think about a lot is, ah, could this email wait until tomorrow? Probably yes. <laughs> and, and just making sure that that's something that I'm, I'm, you know, staying present in, in my personal life as well yeah. uh, to be a part of that. Yeah. I think that's, that's really important is setting those boundaries because at the end of the day too, the self-care and the quality of life is all super important because if you can't really show up to be your best self for your work, then what's the point, right? Right. It's like, if you've got the flexibility and that that truth and that, that partnership, then adapting should be somewhat of a breeze and not necessarily a growing pain, but something, this growth that becomes more exciting for an organization or an employee to change. I mean, right now, all these organizations are adapting the way that they need to adapt in order to make sure the company is successful. Right. So as long as you get that that input from employees, you never know. You uh, An idea may, might spin out from somebody that you didn't even think of. And yeah. that could better the whole entire team or the whole entire company. So I think asking those questions and putting it back on the employees to see what their thoughts are and then finding that happy medium. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, again, company by company, but I definitely think employee yeah. input is who knows who, who has a good idea, whether it's the <laughs> person at the bottom or the person at the top They're yeah. you know, having those conversations and asking those questions is, is definitely beneficial. Awesome. So kind of coming full circle here, Ellie, what would your top five tips for employers who are now facing these new challenges, new and old challenges. I feel like it's new growth. Um, what would your top five tips be? I, I think we touched on all of them really throughout the conversation, <laughs> but just, I do think it's a great, like a thesis statement, so to speak. So again, I think the first one is just a- accountability and knowing, um, accountability for yourself, accountability for your employees, um, just knowing that, that you've trained them to do the work that they, that they know how to do and and Mm -hmm. holding them accountable to that. Um, again, I, I do think people like, you know, having to work towards something and and to, again, kind of have that accountability, um, is, is definitely motivating. Mm -hmm. Um, we talked a lot about like flexibility, whether that's on your schedule or, on getting things done or whatever that may be, just, just having that flexibility to, to work and to balance your personal life and your professional life. Um, empathy was another big one that we said, um, mm-hmm. having empathy on, on their employees and just understanding that, um, that we are human and that there's things beyond our control happening in our lives that, um, you know, needs to be taken care of and just having the empathy to understand um, understand different situations. Yeah. And then I know we both said building trusting partnerships, again, going back to all of those things, knowing that, that you've trained your employees to do the best that they can, that they can be, that you've put into their development and, and you've built a relationship that, 
that you know your people want to work for you and and vice versa. Um, I think that's just going to be really telling of this whole situation. Again, I think that, like I said, there's a right way to do this, this work from home situation, and there's a wrong way to do it. Um, And by building those stronger partnerships with your employees, I think that is a step in the the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, And then again, investing in your people, investing in their, in their careers, investing in how, you know, their growth and and their professional development is going to make them want to work harder for you and and work harder for the company. And, And I think all of that goes into, you know, making this a positive and successful return to office situation. Um, yeah, I think just being able to kind of do those five things again, accountability, flexibility, empathy, building, trusting partnerships, and then investing in your people. Um, I think those all go into that. I love that Ellie. I love it so much. And I'm so excited to take a lot of this information for, for ourselves you know, and, and grow from this, especially as we're kicking off this new year together. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Super pumped to have you on the podcast. And um, I'm looking forward to where this year takes us. Hopefully on the up and up. <laughs> yeah. We are Define Talent, a Define Logic service coming to you at top five. Make it a great day.